0: Okay, morning, 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 right, from time to time we must learn to acknowledge, glorify and praise the Lord, right, he is, um, he is simply just worthy of it, amen, And and from time to time we go through struggles and difficulties, and we tend to tell the Lord, so much about our difficulties. But we also need to just worship Him, no matter what. Amen? Just um, it doesn't have to be going well to bless Him, to praise Him, to worship Him, to adore Him, right? Um, That I learned very early in my journey and my walk with the Lord learned to praise Him in the storm, right? And I, I did it so consistently. Every time I had a difficulty, it was a reminder to me, it's time to bless Him no matter what, right? And, and then one day, there was a prophet from the States, and he gave me a prophecy. And he said, you've embraced the storm, and you embrace embraced the storm. And through embracing the storm, you've just gone higher and higher. And the Lord, you have blessed Him in the difficulties. Now the Lord will take you further. So, yeah, I just, I just think sometimes we don't need a good reason. We don't need to say, the Lord opened the door and the Lord did this and, oh, I want to praise Him. You know, He's just simply worthy. You know, He just simply is worthy and give the glory due unto His name. Right? He's the resurrected King. Okay. So, um, we are busy with this message breaking free from the spirit of poverty, though maybe for the last four weeks it hasn't uh, s- sounded like that. Um, you may have thought that I am on a totally different excuse me that was not the different (laughs) subject but the spirit of poverty now the spirit of poverty as I said to you right in the beginning builds thought patterns builds a way of thinking a behavior installs into us um, just what's the word I would sum that up in unbelief. Right? When you are used to, when the physical circumstances and the difficulties around you, there's lack, you don't see it, there's no victory, there's this and so on. What then happens is, that's the speech that you develop. And then it becomes the unbelief installed into you through poverty, right? And so obviously you have that challenge of breaking out. So then it becomes difficult to believe if you say, but you can trust the Lord. You know, He'll come through. who shall I come? shall I do? There's nobody that wants to help me. You know, it just talks and comes forth in your speech, right? And... And the reason we went to the doctrine of Christ, because right in the beginning the Lord said to me, you will have to talk also about knowing me as father in the in the message on breaking free from the spirit of poverty. Right? Because the father is the one that takes care of us. He's the one that feeds us. Right? He's the one that, that um, he says he will feed us, he will clothe us. He will give us the things we ask and, and even though it doesn't look like He is doing anything, He has not failed you. Right? Amen? He has not failed you. Okay? He has not failed you. Okay? But the, as we have heard about the doctrine of Christ, the Father and the Son, if you do not have the Son you do not have the Father. If you have the Son, you have the Father also. Where is the Father? He is in us. How? By the Son, through the Spirit that He has given to us. So we have, we have Christ in us. Christ, Father and Son. Right? You are Jesus, the Christ. Okay? Son of the living God. Okay? And that means that wherever the Son is, the Father is also. So if you are Son, the Father is there also. So Christ is Father and Son. So wherever you read about the Father and Son, by now you should have come across, I am learning of Christ. So, when he says the Father in me and me in the Father, he never uses the word Christ, but by now you should be knowing, you should know, he is talking about Christ. Christ in you, the hope of glory. So, the Father and the Son in me, but me in Christ. If any man be baptized, into Christ. So where is He? In the Father and the Son, by the Spirit that He has given to us. Okay? And so, what the Scriptures then begin to say is abide in me, remain in me. And now you must learn to dwell in the Father-Son relationship. Okay? Are you all with me? Dwell. Dwell. Abide. Remain. Okay. So let's let's go to John chapter 15 and verses 1. So, so for me what I've learned over the years is that, that yes I work yes I do what I must do. Okay. So we are not lazy people. Right. We are not lazy people. Um, there is a scripture that says, uh, "It says the how does it go? The eye that sees and the ear that hears, the Lord is the maker of them both, or well, made even both of them. Or well, is no interessant? Well, very interesting. Thank you for that information." I know you made my ear and you made my eye, so what does that help me? You made them both. Why, he made your eye and he made your ear, but your ear is not subject to his control. It's subject to your control. So what you see and what you hear is subject to you, not to him. He made it, but you must determine what you will see and what you will hear. Are you with me? Okay. So, but we also know that what we see is how we see. The eye of your understanding, being enlightened or opened, so that through this eye you may see. So so through this eye you will see through this eye. So that what I see physically is determined by how I see internally. So you see something goes wrong, ach, the Lord is against me. Because the way you see here is the way you interpret what's happening naturally. So how you see and how you hear is up to you, not up to the Lord. He just simply gave you the ability. How you use it is your problem. Right? Your. Um, it's up to you. Then the next verse says, right? The next verse says, Love not sleep. Open your eye. Right? Love not sleep. Open your eye. Why? Why open your eye? Because when you're sleeping, your eyes are closed. <laughs> it's closed. Right? Open your eye. And you will be satisfied with bread provision. Right? So, you live in the... In the... What, what's what we call Okay, besides the wrong region, it's the oasis of? Okay. So everybody's coming here and taking advantage of the opportunities while we are blind. Why? Because we are sleeping. And we are not sleeping on the bed like this. We are sleeping here because we are lazy with knowledge right? And now he said, open your eye that you may see the opportunities and by seeing the opportunities, you will become satisfied with bread. So, perspective is helps, right? And the spirit of poverty seeks to influence the way you perceive. Right? The way you perceive. The way you see. Right? And that's why from the beginning I told you, ask for knowledge. Uh, uh, Over this time, have you developed the hunger for knowledge? Or, Or are you still sleeping? Because if you understand it like that, right? When the Bible says uh, sleep, there is a natural sleep and there is spiritual sleep. That's why the Bible says, awake, awake, O you who sleep. That sleep is not natural. It is a spiritual sleep. So, but spiritual sleep comes from You are in night. What is night? Night is darkness. Genesis 1. Right? And God called the darkness night. What is darkness? Darkness is blindness. Ignorance. Not knowing. And in that ignorance, you sleep open your eye please how wake up get light get revelation get understanding open yourself awaken yourself so that you may see opportunities okay are you are you all with me so the the message in the message we are seeking to open your eye right and in your relationship and dwelling with the Lord, right? The dwelling and the seeing and, and the walk with Him. So this is where it becomes now, what you know must now become practical. So the other times we were establishing that I am in Him, He is in me, he, right? The Father's with me, we are in Christ, Christ in us, all those things right? And we were gaining understanding. So we wanted to establish that. So we wanted you to know, right, that you are not alone. The Father is with you, right? And when the Scripture says He will never leave nor forsake you, you all know that Scripture? In the context it has to do with your needs. In Hebrews chapter 13. In the context it has to do with your needs. Be content, don't worry. For He has said, He will never leave you nor forsake you. The Lord will help. So, our father-son relationship must now become practical. Okay? And in the practical side is where we must remain. Is where we must dwell. Is where we must walk. Walk. In so that we can see uh, the fruit of the relationship of the of the connection in Him. So here it says, "I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser." Okay. And the next one says, "Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, so." it's possible to be in him i am in the son i am in the father the father's in me we are in each other i am the branch is connected to the vine we are in each other yet no fruit so it's not it's it's you know so you hear the whole thing of i am in him and so on but he says every branch in me that does not bear fruit he takes away that word take away does not mean throw away i shared with you it means to lift it up right so he takes the person the branch and he lifts it up out of the mud the dust the dirt where it's. Hanging down deep and He lifts it up. Right? Every branch that bears fruit, He... What does He do with those who are bearing fruit? Aina, Au. Ish. Lord. It's muilak. Difficult. In fact, your Ena is because of fruit bearing. You are bearing fruit and he wants more fruit. So what does he do? Go to the person next to you. Tell the person next to you, hit your aina the other one in front, hit aina <laughs> uh, if you come to me with your problems I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm just joking. I won't do that. I won't do that, I won't do that. I won't do that. Right. Hey, pastora, I can ook jokes <laughs> Right. It was just on my birthday. That's probably why I'm in a good mood. You let them be a dag No, just joking. Anyway. You bearing fruit. And God wanting more fruit out of your life says he needs to do what? To get more fruit. And that's where the pain is. Because there's something in you still that's hindering the fruit. And he needs to These are for those who are in me. Every branch in me. Every branch in me. He said, I am going so that you may be in me. And I in you. We in you. The Father and the Son in you. I have achieved that. You have received my spirit. You are in me. And we are in each other now that you have come to this place the branch in me I seek fruit from what I have done in you I want fruit I want this branch to bear fruit and so what does he say I will I will do what to those who are struggling to bring forth fruit, he will lift them up, right? He will gently come and lift them up. Vasquin mark, right? But those who are bearing fruit, and he wants more of it. If I where are all the gardeners here? Die. Hmm. Your klip must die old blackies off. Buy gedeelte van die ou mens. Hmm? That that old way in you. That old mannerisms. Hmm? Am I speaking another language? here? Yeah. He cuts it, but the cutting is sore. Because to cut, there is pain involved. How you respond to the pain is whether you get better or bitter. whether you whether you block the juice coming from the vine or whether you create room for more capacity what does the bible say in the book of psalms he has enlarged me in my distress lord i want to bear fruit for you it's fine Right? Come on, knip. What is that thing in your life that hasn't yet been cut? That you don't want him to cut? So instead of allowing him to cut you, studying weg, he says, Jesus says, "I am the vine; you are the branch. My loving Father is the vine dresser, the pruner, the one who." Cuts. Listen. I can tell you. From my own journey and experience. The more fruit came from. The cutting. One day the Lord said to me. I've allowed you to be rejected. That I may. Cut you free from rejection. I'm now saying it. So that you can all understand. He said I've allowed you to be rejected that I may deliver you from rejection. Some of the things that I'm doing now, I would never have been able to do because I would have been too scared to do it. Because rejection makes you afraid of people. Makes you afraid to stand in front of certain people. You need a level of... so that you can bear fruit... The cutting is what you are resisting when he I say, you know, have you ever tried to get a get to a, a sticky funny branch you sit somewhere there and you're trying to pull out because you need to get the scissors to the thing you know we are resisting it and in resisting the pruning, you are preventing the fruit from manifesting. Why? Because, let's go back to John chapter 14. Because this is where you're going to say like, I hear all this, but I see nothing. It's possible to be in Him, and there is zero fruit. Okay? John 14, right? Verses, verses 10. Believe thou, okay? Verses 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. But the Father who dwells in me does the? works. Next one. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. Okay? First question before we go on. Jesus said, the Father who's where? In me, does what? The? Work. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who believes in me The works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these will he do, because I go to my Father. So, if he goes to the Father, what will happen? As I believe in Jesus the Christ, Son of the living God, then what will happen is, I will now also have the Son in me and the Father in me, right and i in the father and in the son now but i want the father to work on my behalf but from where does the father work from where does the father work where is he let's look in me so the father so when i pray to the father ask him to do something But, where is he? So where does he work from? But, for him to work more through me, I need what? Because you are blocking the work. That's another way of giving you Ephesians 3.20. Uh, Let's read Ephesians 3.20. Because I realized, you know, the Father is in us and He seeks to work through us. Remember, meat for the belly, belly for the meat, the Lord for the body, the body for the Lord. That's what the scripture said. Your belly was made for the meat, so that when you eat the meat, my belly would break it down for my body. Right? But the meat was made for my belly, so that my belly can have food, so I can put food in, and so that the belly can distribute from the food what I need. But then the scripture says, the Lord is for the body and the body is for the lord why because if the lord works he needs a body Re- read through the bible i o- i always use moses because it's a very common one but if you read through all the people that god used where god worked he worked through people. So God comes to Moses and He says, Moses, come. I have heard the groanings of my people. I've heard their groanings. I've heard their complaints. I've seen their bondage. I have come down, God says, to deliver them. And then He says, Moses, let's go. <laughs> Why? Why? Because the body for the Lord, the Lord for the body. Why? Because the Lord works through the body. Please understand, the Lord works through the body. The body is for the purpose of the Lord working through us. You, you, have to, you have to grasp that. You have to understand, right? So, the, the more we, we get to this closeness, nearness, dwelling, right? Ephesians 3.20, Now to Him who is able to do it exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think, comprehend, think out, you know, the limitations that there are, then he says, but according to the power that works in us, according to how the Father is allowed to work. Remember? Because where is God dwelling? In me. The book of First John has said that over and over. God dwells in us by his Spirit. So, if God is working, He wants to work through His body. So, this is another way of saying, the Father in me doeth the work. But, if the branch in me is bearing fruit, and He sees works, but doesn't see, but the Father wants more of the work to be seen. What does he do? Ask the person next to you, what pain do you have at this moment? The fruit you are looking for, that He is also looking for in your life, must must come because He cuts away what is not meant to be there. Are you with me? Because when you understand that the Lord works through you, You will understand why he must prune you. When you understand that the Lord works through you, you will understand why he must prune you. When you understand that the Lord works through you, you will understand why he must prune you. I'll say it again. When you understand that the Lord works through you because He is in you, then you will understand why He must prune you. When you understand that the Lord works through you, you will understand why He must prune you. When you understand that the Lord works through you, you will understand why He must prune you. So, why are you running from the pruning? Why are you resisting the pruning? And the pruning happens in your journey with God, your walk with Him. What God is pruning today in my life is not what He was pruning 10 years ago. What I am struggling with today is not what I was maybe struggling with 10 years ago. There are many things that He has pruned. But there are some things from 10 years ago that are not yet pruned. That must still be pruned. That I haven't allowed Him to prune. Because every time He gets busy, then I run away. I must allow. You see, that's why the Bible says, Submit yourself unto God and resist the devil. You see, you've got to submit to the pruning. Just like Jesus submitted to the cross by submitting to the will of His Father. And he went through the suffering and went and sat down at the right hand. The pruning. And, and as you're sitting here, you know that thing in you, that's not right. That must be pruned. But your way of dealing with it is not to face it. Not to yield to it. You know, when I say yield, I mean allowing yourself to go through. Right? Go through so that he may prune. Turn to the person next to you and go. <laughs> the wonder of thy emoji has thou The scare. Right? Now, let me go over here. It's the mochi. Yeah. What's it? Uh, e-mochi. E-mochi. <laughs> okay, Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 12. Verses. Let's read verses three. Verses three. So, sometimes the things you're going through is not because you're. Uh, we'll put it the right way. It's not because you're doing. You've done something wrong, even though that you are struggling with is wrong. Are you with me? It's not because you're doing something wrong, even though that which you are struggling with is wrong, because when it expresses itself, it's wrong. But He's not pruning you because its, it's wrong. It's because He wants more from your life. Do you want more? Do you want more? Right? Okay? Do you want more? It says... For consider him who endured such hostility from sinners against himself, lest you become weary and discouraged in your soul. So you go through things in life that makes it very difficult for you. Okay? Very difficult for you to endure, because when we go through difficulties, we don't want to be there. But one thing I've learned in my life is to, I've learned to endure. I've learned to persevere, just keep going, push through, right? I've learned to, and as I push through, I'm looking for ways to overcome, right? It is when he's busy with pruning is where I've come with this, you know, what, I don't know if you can call it a statement or what, which is close to my heart, a saying which is close to me. It's a saying that's very close to me. Although it's a saying that might not be nice, but it's close to me because I know what it did for me. It was a saying when I had my conversation with the Lord and I said, speak truth to me. Speak truth to my heart. Don't keep quiet. Just rebuke me if you must rebuke me, correct me if you must correct me. But I don't want I don't want this hostility, this tough place. I don't want it anymore. Just do what you must do. But tell me what you are doing. Speak truth to me. Right? Okay? So, you must look at Jesus who went through the cross, through the difficulties, and in Him, you must find your endurance and, and find hope. Because when He suffered... He went and sat down at the right hand. Okay? He sat down at the right hand. But how did he go sit at the right hand? Maybe we should read verses 2. Listen to me. The fruit is in the father-son relationship. And remember, John 15, he is continuing the conversation. Of the Father and the Son. The branch in me. Right? Why I brought you into me. Now, from being in me, there must be fruit. The fruit must come forth. Look unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of the faith, who for the joy that was set before him. Okay, so one of the things you must do when God is busy pruning you, is you must look at the joy that is after the pruning. You must look at the fruit after the pruning is done. You must see the result of what He will do through me and with me after the suffering is over, the pruning. But because the pruning, God doesn't just come like and say, Hey Dale, I see there's some things that are not right. Um, <laughs> no, He doesn't do that. He doesn't come and say, I got my scissors now. Let's sit and have a talk. You know, this thing in your life, it shouldn't be like that. Can I cut you? No. You go through difficulty. The difficulty, the difficulty, and the conversation with Him in the difficulty. Cut. So, how did the Lord cut me away from rejection? From experiencing rejection. Not very nice. Sleepless nights. You know, you know when you struggle with rejection, oh, you think too much. Anybody? Jy dink te veel. Oor wie en wat het wat What they did to me. You think way too much. So much that you can't sleep. So much that you're fighting with a person the whole time inside. And you, you never face to face with a person. You're always at war on the inside. (laughs) Yay! Oh, yay! Yay! Scalum lecere. But you, but you will never do it in person because you're afraid. Rejection, right? But in that uncomfortable discomfort. There must be a conversation with the Father and the Son. In the conversation, the truth sets free. Because the discomfort has brought you to a place that says, I don't want it anymore. Because as long as you can maintain your behavior that prevents fruit bearing, And still remain in a place of comfort. You'll just go on and on and on and on. Because I found a different way of escape. So I just go on and on. And I find other coping mechanisms. But the Bible says. Endure. Do you know what endure means? Endure means remain under. Stay under the difficulty. Don't look for another way of escape. Remain there. But in the remaining, the scripture will say, your father chastens you. You know what chasten is? It means he's talking to you in a way that he corrects you. Truth. But truth is the last thing we are looking for because it's easier to blame that person that I'm fighting with the whole night. Until I said to the Lord, I don't want to fight anymore with people in my mind. I want sleep. I want rest. Just tell me why I can't do what I know the word says I must do. Right? I must remain. So one thing you must have in your mind is you must be able to see the joy that is ahead of you. Right? The fruit, the result, the prophecies, the promises, the destiny, the what God is going to do with me. I must see it. And then He endured the cross. Endured meant when He was hanging on the cross. They said, if you are the Son of God, come down. Look for an easier way. Look for an easier way. But what did he do? He didn't come off the cross. He endured. He remained on the cross. Right? Despising the shame. You think too much of being embarrassed. He said he thought very little of it. They hung him naked on the cross. And he thought very little about it. He didn't say, how can you hang me naked on a cross? No. Me? I am the son of God. I am king of the world. How can you hang me on the cross? No itty, my friend. What did he do? No. He thought very little of that. And then he remained on the cross. Right? And despising the shame, he did what? He went through the suffering and then need what he sat down at the right hand right tell the person next to you okay i'm doing that because i'm not mocking right that's not what i'm doing i'm not mocking i'm just trying to make the message lighter Because the Bible says, no suffering is joyous. It's not joyful. It's not, right? Let's go to verses 4. You have not resisted to bloodshed, striving against sin. That behavior in you that is not correct you have not resisted to the point of bloodshed as Jesus did. And the cross, on the cross, they mocked Him. They said bad things about Him. Right? Do you think He was not tempted to slap them, beat them, behave sinful? He endured, resisted, right? Verse 5. And you have forgotten the exhortation, the encouragement, which speaks to you as to sons. My son, do not, in context of what? The context is suffering. The context is difficulties. My son, Do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by Him. Don't be discouraged, right? You should rejoice because the rebuke, if you take it, is what's going to free you. The next verse, verse 6. For whom the Lord loves, He chastens, and scorches every son whom He receives. The fact that the Father took out His scissors, He's saying, Jais you are mine. I love you. I've received you. Right? If I'm without parents, who's ever going to... I've got no parents to tell me, this Fakir, You're doing wrong. Don't do that. Do this. You know? I'll just do what I want to do. Verse 7 here, it says, If you endure chastening, what is endure? Remain. Listen. There are some things in your life that God cannot give you as a gift. That is, that is what you must understand. God cannot give you humility freely like a gift. Like you get the gifts of the Holy Spirit the day you give your life to Jesus. Then you get the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Like the Holy Spirit, that's a free gift that you don't work for. He can't, He, he don't give you humility like that. Humility is worked into you. And the way it's worked into you is through suffering. Through the difficulty that requires to work humility into you. Humility is the thing that will silence the voice inside you. It's one of the things that silences it. Right? Right? In your chasing, God deals with you as with. For what son is there whom a father does not? Hey, he's treating me like his. He's not treating me like an orphan. He's treating me like one of his boys, one of his children. Okay? Is what's a bodka petiris, but your father hopes say net na secran. I am unfortunately I am not the chooser of the message, right? And I want more fruit. That's what I want to see. More fruit. Okay? Verse 8 But if you are without chastening of which all have become partakers, then you are illegitimate and not sons. Furthermore, we have had human fathers who corrected us and we paid them respect. Shall Shall we not much more readily be in subjection the Father of spirits and love. Bear more life. Bear more fruit. Verses 10 For they indeed for a few days chasten us as it seemed best to them. But he for our profit that we may be partakers of his holiness Now we are holy in our spirit, but there are areas in our lives that we must sanctify, cleanse, deal with, cut out, get rid of, right? We may be partakers of His holiness. Verse 11. Okay, before I read here. What does this have to do with poverty? That's a good question to ask. What does this have to do with poverty? Because poverty makes you bitter. Poverty makes you hard. Poverty brings emotions into you. Like Israel when they were slaves. Eating just the bare minimum. When they came out. The Bible says their lives were made bitter. With hard bondage. When they came out, the first thing God wanted to do with Israel is their bitterness. Because bitterness does what to grace? Frustrates it. Make you come short of grace. That's what the Bible says. It prevents you from living in the grace that you have received. Because the Bible also says, do not receive the grace of God in vain. In other words, you can receive it, but it's not working. And there are things that hinder how grace produces things in your life. And bitterness is one of them. The things that we battle with in our lives, that, but we never deal with them, because we've never come to the place of finally yielding to the work of God. Because I know when people hurt you, it's the easiest thing to blame them. Until I left that, until I stopped that, until I said, ah, I'm just so tired. I just want to get to a place where I can do what Jesus says. Love your enemies. I just want to get there because I can't love my enemies because I am angry at my enemy in my bed. Sleep 12 o'clock, go to bed 12 o'clock, 3 o'clock awake, can't sleep again because the first thought on my mind is that brother or sister? And I'm thinking about him or her. And I'm just thinking about what I'm telling them and what I'm saying to them. And That's that's how what I'm thinking. Literally I'm being honest with you. That's what I'm thinking. That's the battle that I'm having. I'm having these conversations what the ghost right nobody there who my but i am very bold in my conversations right so to get free from poverty you must get free from its effects right and god wants more fruit but to get more fruit right the way of the Lord is different than in the world. Uh, that's just it. The way of the Lord is different. So, no chastening seems to be joyful. It's You are in pain, you're going through a difficult, it's not joyful. You're not, you are not saying, oh, this pain is, nah. You're not doing that. You're not saying the pain is... It is not joyful, but painful. Painful. God can't cut away pride without the the difficulty. I'm being honest with you. It doesn't matter how much revelation you get. There are some things that can only be dealt with in the storm. That's true. You can have not even the encounter with God will deal with it. When I got the prophetic word God is dealing with the last little bits of fear, doubt and insecurity in you. I thought, oh, praise the Lord. Uh, really, literally, when that, when that prophecy came, I thought, I'm going to meet with him. He's going to He's going to talk and we're going to have we're going to have in His presence we're going to have a conversation and He's going to cut it away. He never did that. In fact, the the difficulty intensified more. But listen, it bears fruit. It will. It will. It will bear fruit. It will. Because it intensified to a place where I was so sick and tired of this thing that it was that day that I said to my wife, I'm going into the other room. And when I went into the other room, I said, Lord, I want you to talk to me now. You see, the suffering made me ready. Come on. If sin is still pleasurable, who's ready to leave? Who's ready to leave? But, if there is suffering, it makes me ready. It brought me to a place where I said, finished. Finished. And it made me ask the right question, and I said, Lord... Talk to me. Tell me now. Truth. Just speak. I said, Lord, just speak truth to me. Just talk to me. What is going on? What is my problem? That's what I asked. I was not after why are they doing this and who's doing that? And Lord, they shouldn't be doing this and they shouldn't be behaving like that and they shouldn't be, you know, and and my life shouldn't be like this. I wasn't after that. I was like, I'm ready. Talk to me. Talk to me. Tell me now. Be straight. Just tell me. And then he started. And then he said, Your problem is you want honor from people. You want them to say Jayas You want them to say if it wasn't for you, Pastor. Because those are the things that hurt me. I made my dips You labor in people's lives and they turn and walk away. Praise the Lord! The had alles done. He did it just by himself. He didn't use anybody. I'm like, my goodness, Lord, if that's how it is, I don't want to do anything for anybody. That's what I said. I'm being honest with you. Then I said, Lord, I don't want to do anything. Because if that's what's going to be happening all the time, then I don't want to help. Because, but you see, the Lord knew, but you must help. That's your work. That's your assignment. You can't come and say, Nay, I don't want to do this anymore. You are my servant. I called you to do this. You are called to help. But he said, your problem is... Okay, I'm paraphrasing the whole story now. I didn't really talk about it. But we did have a good... He did speak a lot to me. But I didn't say it in these ways. I'm paraphrasing. Right? So the problem with me was is... He said to me straight and direct, you want the praise on the lips of the people. That's why... That's why you are their servant and not mine. Then he said to me, he said to me, and that's why you can't tell them the truth that they need to hear. Right? Because this thing is interfering. Right? And I can't use you the way I want you to use you. Because if I bring you before other men, men of stature and so on, you will have a battle standing in front of them. They shall be over in your brook. (laughs) Truly, that would have have happened to me. I would have been shaking. Alright? That difficulty made me ready to hear truth. That day when God could shift me, He then shifted around me. The Father who works in me, that day when the Lord could shift me by telling me the truth, by speaking as a loving Father who talks straight to His children, that day was the day where I got up. And you know what? That wasn't like a, an encounter where the presence of the Lord came in so heavy. I fell on the floor. I couldn't get up. I was caught up in a vision and had this wonderful conversation. No. I just felt the presence of the Lord. My tears were running. He was talking immediately to me. And we had this conversation. And I felt His presence. My tears were flowing. But there was no... Deep, weighty, omphal, you know, glorious encounter. But I find it in my heart, I cherish it as one of my most significant encounters with the Lord. In my heart, I treasure that day where the Lord rebuked me as one of my most valuable encounters with Him. Truly i find it as one of my most precious moments of him i cherish the day he rebuked me because it was the day he shifted me and when he shifted me things around me started to respond it started to respond the first thing that happened to me is i was like everything nothing had changed physically first but internally i was different You've heard the story and I shared with I was different. All of a sudden, I was sleeping. All of a sudden, I wasn't worrying about what people and what they were doing, even though they were still doing it. It didn't bother me. Because it was not about whether they change. It's about whether I am changing to produce fruit in my life. That's sometimes why we can't embrace the pruning because uh, why must I? Why not them? Why can't they understand? Why must I must be the one to understand? As long as you talk like Adam and Eve as he throw near his slung. You see? But God dished for them all out. Right? He didn't go with them and say, Yeah, it is. Do do you understand what I'm saying? Okay? So, it is painful. Nevertheless, afterwards, it yields. It yields. It produces. It brings forth, it builds into you something that God can't give you when you were born again. Yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness. See, I thought you were righteous. You are. By birth you are righteous. It's a free gift. You are. But you don't always behave righteously. But the yielding produces the peaceable fruit of righteousness to them who have been. Train him. Train him to submit. Train him to be respectful. Train him to endure. Train him. Train him. Mold him. Shape him. Right? He must cut away. You, you are preventing what God wants to do. God is at work. But you are preventing how long will you sit with the same problem that you refuse to be cut away? It must be pruned, trained in verses 12. What time did I start? Hmm. Who say? Therefore, strengthen the hands which hang down. The feeble knees. You know what feeble knees is? It's, when your knees are feeble and weak, it means you can't walk. You struggle. You know that way like, I don't want to walk in Jesus anymore. I'm tired of Jesus. This Jesus stuff. Nirihuta, vativerki. Once we're and we yearn, we year, but we don't see. I'm tired. Right? But you gotta understand, your difficulty, if you handle it right, can only produce fruit. If you handle it right, yield to your father. Yield to your father. Let him produce, let him shift you. Tell the person next to you, I'm ready to be shifted. Come on, Elga. I'm ready to be shifted. <laughs> and make straight paths for your feet. You know what that means? That means if I make straight paths for my feet, it means I already have developed a biblical understanding for how I should go through the suffering. That's what it that means. A straight path for your feet. I already know this is what the Bible says about where I find myself. I know it. Because if you don't have the biblical understanding, it's easy to create your own understanding. It's true. When we don't understand how we must handle things, then it's easy to develop my own way. So that what is lame may not be dislocated, but rather be healed. Because the only way you are going to find healing is if you remain on the path of righteousness. The path of righteousness is the path in your difficulty. So if the Bible says, Submit, and you dislike it, and it produces in you a suffering, then your path is, submit, I understand. This is the way. Do, endure, go through. Right? And the only that is where I will find healing. But those who run away, never find healing, are always bleeding and leaving the blood drops all over the place. Because you don't want to heal. You won't find healing by running away. The only way you will find healing and freedom. And the fruit of holiness and the peaceable fruit of righteousness. And the cleansing and the deliverance. The suffering that makes you ready to repent. To turn away. So that God can speak truth in the moment when your heart is ready. And how long will you take to be ready? How long will you take to be ready? There's an old saying I heard. God creates seasons. We schedule them. In other words, there is the wilderness, a season. He said 10 days, 11 days. They made it 40 years. That means God creates seasons. You are the one that schedules them because you refuse to yield to the Father. You determine how long you will continue in your suffering because God is looking for fruit fruit. So the only way you will find healing is stay on the path of righteousness. Because unto you who fear my name will the son of righteousness arise with healing in his wings. You will not find healing by running away. You will not find healing by running to alcohol. You will not find healing by running to drugs. You will not find healing by anything else. You will find healing by yielding to the path of righteousness. Right? Verse 14. Pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord. So let me just explain that. When you, when you are upset with your brother and your sister, I guarantee you, you will never see the Lord coming through them. You're not even interested in hearing it's the Lord. You will turn it out to be, it's not the Lord. Right? So the, the more clean your heart is against people, pure from that, the better you will hear when the Lord does speak through them. You know, like my wife and I. My wife can tell me, no, I don't, the Lord is, I don't think this is the Lord. But if I had issues with a, that's not the Lord, man. Get away from me, woman. (laughs) You speak not the things which be of God. (laughs) You understand? But, when there's peace, then I say, yes, Lord. (laughs) Because it's the Lord that's speaking. You can't see the Lord. You can't hear Him through others. Are we the right one? Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Brothers and sisters, you are preventing the grace from working because you refuse to yield to the Father's working. Right, lest any root of bitterness spring up. Well, bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Look carefully, pay attention. What is the the struggle that you are feeling on the inside? Pay attention our natural inclination is to silence it. And we find different ways of silencing it. So that it doesn't, but the, 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 the fact that that thing is up there in your face, is like, we got to cut it away, we got to prune it, We gotta prune it. So the Father, so the difficulty that you are going through is not necessarily because you did something wrong. The Father wants more fruit out of your life. That's all He wants. And you know what? You know why He's pruning? Because you were actually bearing fruit. You were actually bearing fruit. Tell the person next to you, you were actually bearing fruit. Give the person a hug and say, you were bearing fruit. Yo, okay. I only but you mut You were bearing fruit. He wants more of it. He was so joyful at the fruit that he thought maybe we can get more. Yield to him. Yield. Yield, right? Let's stand, Let's stand. Joshua, please give us a song there. Maybe we can just just close your eyes, lift up your hands. You know. The Father loves you. Even the chastening and the difficulty that you face. Is not because He, um, what's the word? Because He dislikes you. But because He loves you. He seeks more fruit from you. Maybe this morning you're just looking for strength. For the journey of the difficulties. Just come forward and we will pray with you for strength. Come and be strengthened in your inner man. In, by the Spirit.